0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers they pick up a win on monday night over the houston rockets by 19 a good win in terms of a w with one more game to play we'll break it all down right here next locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. What's popping, D?
0: Uh, The three in a row winning Sixers. I, I guess they're popping right now, Keith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I guess that's what's popping right now uh, for those guys. Uh, Welcome, everybody. You're Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97 Father Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquired.com. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, uh, we got a lot to get into from the Houston Rockets coming into town. Sixers take care of business on Monday night. Picking up their 37th win of the year, but also uh, some news as you uh, have, uh, you know, mentioned it on social media, you know, writing about it. Dwayne Dedman looks like he's going to be the Sixers backup center going forward. Was this the right pickup for the 76ers? So we'll dive into that next. But first, Keith, real fast, want to get your thoughts, not real fast, but get your thoughts. uh, Three games in a row, uh, two good wins over the Knicks and the Nets. This late in the season and doing what they needed to do, although it got a little hairy a couple of times with the few runs that the young Houston Rockets made. The Sixers wound up winning this game by 19 up by as much as 26. James Harden led them in scoring with 28. He was pretty good last night.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really was. I mean, James was um, good last night, but again, it was the Houston Rockets. I mean, nothing against it, but, you know, it was a game to me, to be honest with you. Like I looked at this game and it was, you know, one of those things you look at it and you're saying to yourself like they just doing enough to win. I mean, they they played that way for like 3 quarters and and then it got to the point in the 4th quarter they went on a 15 to 3 run and they and they blew it away. I mean, it's the way you supposed to beat a team, but let's keep it 100. Like it wasn't really a good one. Like Joel didn't play in the 4th quarter. Um, you know, James what they did is Before he left, they said, okay, take over for a little bit. Um, The one thing that really stood out to me this game, if you notice, early on in the game, they made a conscious effort of getting Tobias the ball. Like James, the first two possessions, James came down, he passed the ball to Tobias, and Tobias did a pick and roll with Joel. And then a couple possessions later, what they did is um, James swung the ball to Tobias. Tobias hit a three. So it seems to me this was a confidence-building game. You know, it was a game also where you look at the new guy, Jalen McDaniels. He played, what, 27 minutes, 55 seconds. So to me, this was a game, let's get him acclimated. Let's get Tobias with the ball, getting in rhythm, let him feel like he's won it, and let's go out there and pound him and then sit Joel and we'll be ready for Wednesday. That's what I took out of this, victory.
0: Well, this was the team to do that against, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was the team to do that against. And although, as I mentioned, I think there was a 14-4 run where they came back to Houston Rockets and they took the lead 44-43, but the Sixers turned it up. Tobias actually scored six points in a row. sixes up seven uh, at the half. Then they later had a 9-0 nine, run after they were down big, cut the lead to 12. And then the Sixers, again, just imposed their will kept putting their foot on the gas like they should have and really turned it up. And a big part of that, all those things that you talked about was Tyrese Maxey too, where he came off the bench and he was 10 for 16 from the floor for his 26 points. He had some, they had five rebounds, six assists. He looked really good last night, Keith, and he's been up and down with this role. He really got off to a good start as the reserve guard with the change that they made. And we'll get to the De'Anthony Melton part because we said we would talk about that. But, uh, Tyrese Maxey really good 26 five boards six assists and uh, a couple of steals a- as well and he knocked down four threes he and James both had game best four made three pointers on Monday night but uh, he he really played a big part and he was a big spark he, he and Shake Milton in that first quarter when they came in I think they scored about seven eight points in a row between the two Uh Maxey played
1: really well yeah yeah he did he did he played well I mean you know, um, you know, I, I, when you also you look at Paul Reed, he came in and, you know, it's funny because we're going to talk more about in the next segment about Dwayne Detman. But, you know, the last three games, Paul Reed has been the backup big. And and this was probably his best performance that he had. I mean, six points, three, uh, three for five shooting. He had three blocks, two steals. I mean, he played phenomenally. They will. But again, it is also one of those things where you hate to say it. It's like, you know, this is a young team. He's a young player. He showed some of his athleticism and he showed his ability to play and it's going to help them down the road. But, you know, you just have to wonder how many more opportunities like this is he going to get. He played 17 minutes, 19 seconds you have to imagine that that's going to be go away a little bit. Those
0: yeah, uh, like it was at the beginning of the year when we talked about with he and Montrezl Harrell with their time, it's going to be situational mm-hmm. where Doc Rivers sees whatever the opponent is and, you know, decides which way he wants to go. It's going to be a situational thing with with Paul Reed and Montrezl Harold going forward. We saw Montrezl Harrell two-plus minutes in, in mop-up duty basically last night.
1: Four points, and that's where it's going to be. But you when know what, D, I honestly think it ain't even going to be situational. I, I think they ain't going to play. I mean, that, I, honestly. I mean, I, I think when they play, like, teams like this, they're going to play. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think they're going to play, man. I, I just don't. I, I think that, be you right. know, be, because, see, here's the thing. Now, maybe, Paul, like, the, the thing about it is is because, a lot of these games in March are games that they really need to win. They need to win. And if we know anything about Doc, like, he just ain't throwing people out there, like, especially not a young guy. So I I think, like, I think that whole situational thing is just like where he said we're going to have three different starting lineups. You know, I think Doc just comes out and says stuff because he doesn't want to throw someone under the bus. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at it and you're like, yo, what happened? Like, when are we going to see this other lineup? or these other two. So I, I, I kind of think that situational is if they blowing on the a team out and they go on play, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I just don't, I don't see it.
0: No. And it's fair. It's really fair. The only question that I would have is if we got into another situation, like we had with the Toronto Raptors in round one, where Dwayne Dedman can't play against that team either. <laughs> so uh, in my opinion, where I don't think he can, run with now with Jakob Purtle. that's different but when it was uh scotty when it was those guys with all that length that we know that they have and the way that they go, like to go small that is a pj tucker center position situation or a paul Reed center position situation and if it's the toronto raptors in the playoffs or maybe even someone like the cleveland cavaliers and you have yeah. evan mobley at the five when jared allen comes out the game I don't know how much I'm going to rely on Dwayne Dedman running around a little bit with Evan Mobley opposed to probably Paul Reed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for maybe that way, but uh, I, I think that uh, because he, here's the thing with Trez you, you think about it. Some of these other teams would have been the teams that they played recently, pretty good opportunities for him to play. And he didn't. You know what I mean? He just didn't. Um, you know, I, I think the problem with him is, and, and I like him offensively, I just think that they probably lost faith in him on the defensive end. Yep. You know, I, I just think that's what happened. I also think that, you know, Paul, the one thing I will say about Paul Reed is I like when he's at the pairing with him and Jalen McDaniels. I think that that's a pretty good pairing, those two guys. It's kind of like you got two athletic bigs out there and they can do a lot of things even though you know Jalen is, is is considered a wing a small forward and he could play a lot of different positions but I I just like that pairing but I just you know I, I I don't know I I just look at Doc and 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 I see how certain things happen and he just doesn't play guys he just doesn't I just see that that's, so we'll see
0: that's what we've seen so far since he's yeah. been here Uh, We talked about the big man. We kind of teased it a little bit, and and, uh, now let's get to Dwayne Dedman. We'll do that on the other side, Keith. Was this a good move once this is made official, officially official, even though you already have it? Once they make this officially official, is this the right big man to go after with all the other names that have been out there and maybe some potential names? Why did they land on Dwayne Dedman? Was this the right move? We'll dive into that next, right here next, Locked On
1: 76ers. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, right? I always like saying that, no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if, if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and then threes drained, right? Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bet for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's fanduel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On 76
0: as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith veteran center dwayne deadman uh, not happy with his role in miami traded to san antonio during the uh before the trade deadline they waive him he decides and the Sixers decide that they mutually want to join in the partnership this will be his second run with the organization he was here during the rebuilding era uh in the um sam Hinkie years brett brown years and he is a totally different player than he was then, but he's still a backup. Uh, once he gets here, a lot of names that are out there are already from pretty popular names from Demarcus Cousins, Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard. We know is playing across seas overseas right now. Uh, there are some names out there, they decided to go in this direction with Dwayne Dedman before waiting to find out what other. Big men may hit the buyout market. Was this the right call for Dwayne Dedman or should they waited it out to see if anyone else shook loose to uh, become available?
1: Here's the thing. A lot of people think, I mean, here's the thing. Like, is in the perfect world, you'll say, okay, we're going to wait to see what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on. You know exactly where guys are going to go. Like, it was one of those things. Who was it? It was Terrence Ross. Everyone yeah. was saying, oh, let's go up to Terrence Ross. Well, guess what? Terrence Ross already had a team in mind and everybody already knew it. I mean, you know, this is how these things go. And I, I you know, just educate people a little bit, right? So when these people, like every, like we all, like the Sixers got got jammed up for tampering beforehand, right? And me and you, we, we had a little disagreement about it. But what happens is when – people have an idea of who's going to get bought out they do and what happens is sometimes you get these phone calls to these agents and it's kind of sort of like hey how you doing yeah i'm not saying any names but uh what y'all thinking nah man you know we we, we thinking we want to buy a crib in uh the bay areas or like uh, yeah you know like uh dallas you know the cowboys or or something like that, right? So basically, guys before they have a buyout, they typically know where they gonna go. Everyone knows that. So you can sit there and wait all you want, and then next thing you know, you don't have anyone. You like you just don't. So I I, I get it just that the Sixers probably knew who they can get and they knew they you also
0: keep who probably wasn't going to be available? So exactly, we get Drummond's name and Nerlens Noel's name as much as we mentioned them. Nerlens Noel, we mentioned. We didn't talk about Drummond because we didn't think that would happen. It might, but we didn't think so.
1: They knew that they couldn't wait because there's a possibility that they stayed in their respective cities. Exactly, and and that's the thing. Like these guys are, yeah, exactly. That, that that's how it is. Now I do expect Nerlens to go, but it, here's the thing. And they might um, not have wanted Nerlens. I mean, no, nah, they wanted them. They wanted them, but 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 the thing is, I mean, the, the thing is, is it's one of those things where um, I feel like when you have a guy like Dwayne Deppman, and I know some people are probably upset, you know, he had he played with a, a foot injury this year, he got a little disappointed on some other things, right, and, and this and that, but when we talk about Joel and Be. The idea is you want somebody that's going to be able to play a couple of minutes and do what they have to do. Knock on wood. The goal is that you want Joel and Embiid to get the majority of those minutes, right? He's going to play like 38, 39, you know, minutes like that, or, or you know, 30, at least 37 in the playoff. So what, what you want is you want somebody that's going to come in and give you a little bit of minutes. And that's all it is. You want them to grab rebounds. You want them to do all these other things person's not going to score a lot of points, right? The thing about it is he is a guy who, who played and went deep in the playoffs, a guy who um, is gritty, a guy who is relentless and stuff like that. So, yeah, you can look at his stats and say he had a down year, but he had that plantar Situs this year, and that kind of like messed him up. Last year, he he shot the ball extremely well from three, so that's why they're looking at it now. You know, you like Dwight Howard. Last I checked, he was getting dunked on by the boys over there in, in Taiwan, wherever he is, right? So like, nah, bro. Like, I mean, it's cool, but you don't want him right now, right? And then and then the other guys didn't even play at all this year. That some people they're talking about some of them. Right. So nah, like uh-uh, uh uh-uh. You 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 gotta get somebody that's gonna be a good mix and a good blend for this time, right? Whereas Detman played with Tobias, Deadman went to Tobias's wedding, they're really good friends, and then he also played with PJ Tucker. So, you know, you wanna bring that type of guy in there that they already know and it's gonna be great with the locker room. In his uh, one season
0: with the Sixers, he played in uh, eleven games, mm-hmm. thirteen minutes, three point four points, four point five rebounds, and a uh, point eight block shots. Uh, shooting fifty two percent, fifty one point five one seven, you know, uh, from the field uh, on two pointers. And at that time, he wasn't a three point shooter yet. Um, so 51%, if you want to round it off to two, be my guest. Uh, he had some really good years in San Antonio, Orlando, and Atlanta. And when things really started going south for him is when he was traded from Atlanta to Sacramento. He had no interest in being there. He went back to Atlanta, found his way to Miami, and kind of um, rejuvenated his career there as a, as a backup. Um, started a few games, but primarily as a backup. Started some a good amount in Atlanta where he averaged 10 points and 11 points in back-to-back years. And at this point, again, he's been in the league since 2013, the 2013-14 season. So he's been around for a bit. Been around for a bit. He has experience, as you talked about, and that's why they decided that they would land on this player, Dwayne Dedman. So we'll see if it works out. We'll see if it works out. Uh, He wore number 30 for the Sixers, if you remember that (laughs) back then at that time with with the Philadelphia 76ers. So Dwayne Dedman, folks, looks like that's going to be your backup center, your primary backup big to Joel Embiid for the playoff run. When we come back, uh, Keith and I talked about it last week where we wanted to talk about De'Anthony Melton and his role on this team. He's kind of hit a wall offensively. He's been struggling a bit. And the one question that we wanted to throw out was, should he remain in the starting lineup going forward? We'll tap into that next in our final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Now, me, as I have all these clients, if we're looking at new homes for these players to go through these new cities for the playoff run, if I'm an agent and I have my small business, I'm a small business owner, and I'm a hiring manager, I want to go to the right place to find talent like Keith. Pompey to come in and represent these players. So you know what? with uh, You know that with success in 2023, it all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Again, for me, it's about hiring good people like Keith to come in and find these players, new jobs, new homes at this deadline. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume dating by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profile to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Keith. Ah, uh, the Sixers win by 19 over the Houston Rockets, but it was another, you know, struggle, if you will, for uh, one player that we both like a lot. Has uh, really blended well with this team, two-way type of player. But uh, one part of that two-way ability has kind of taken a step back, if you will, with his play as of late. Nasty Anthony Melton remaining in the starting lineup after a little quick run to the bench, and Tyrese Maxey back in the starting unit. Melton last night, 21 minutes. One for three shooting. His only mate bucket was a three pointer, 40 bounds, two assists, two steals, and one block shot in 21 minutes. But the production in terms of his points have gone down. While Maxi dropped, as we talked about, 26, is it time to start looking at making that change again or let this play out as we get closer to the playoffs? Plus, we have this big run that they have in March.
1: You know, everyone says, and like you know, people will say, "Okay, we got to go with Maxi. Look at him; he's you know scoring a lot of points." You know, Maxi had two steals last night, but I, I, I don't, I don't think so just yet. I mean, and, and and the reason being is because I know that Melton has been struggling a little bit on the defensive end, but last night he did have what he had two steals and a, and, and a block, right? So, and he only shot the ball three times, so he was one for three, one. What was he, one for two on, on three-pointers? Um, the thing is, you have to be honest with yourself and say, if this guy got was struggling a little bit on the defensive end, but he right now is the best perimeter defender that they have, and then you take Maxi and put him out there, and he's, like, not close to him as far as the perimeter defender – probably be worse in that in those instances. Now, don't get me wrong, Maxi had three stills two games ago. He had two stills last night. So he's been, you know, playing a little bit better. But at the same time, you you know, is a reason why he and James Harden are not in the starting backcourt. Right now, yeah. if if you want to have them in there together and then all of a sudden maybe you take Jalen McDaniels or or you take uh someone else and insert them in the starting lineup next to him, then it'll probably be better. If you have a three guard three guard starting lineup. But right now as long as you have Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, Joel Embiid and James Harden on the floor together, you need a defender. You need another perimeter defender and that's the reason why until Maxi can Work on his defense, or, or James improve a little bit. I, I don't. I don't think you can start him right now. I don't think.
0: Doc Dr. Rivers made it a point, Keith, to point out last night that Tyrese has improved. He didn't say he's the Anthony Melton. He just said he's a, he's happy with the improvement that he has made defensively, staying in front of the man with the ball a little bit more, uh, not having guys blow by him uh, the way that they have in the past. So. Um, Just something that, since since you pointed that out, that I remember Doc Rivers saying last night is post-game availability. So, there's that. But I agree with you. Right now, if this is what they're going to do, keep them in the starting lineup for right now. Everybody probably needs the all-star break anyway. Playing a lot of minutes, a lot of games. 56 is uh, tomorrow uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers, game fifty six. We'll see how he is after the break. See how he responds to having some time off, get his legs back underneath him, regroup for the second half of the season for the stretch run. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. On our next episode, we preview the Sixers and the Cavs. Sixers, one game up on the Cavs in the standings. They blew out the Sixers in their first matchup. Donovan Mitchell had 41 on Monday against the San Antonio Spurs. What are they going to do against this team on Wednesday night? We'll break it down and give some of our key matchups in that particular game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find
1: us? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, right? So you can do that too. But you can find my man D tonight from 8 to midnight on uh, 97.5 FM, right? Divine Givens from 8 to midnight. You can also follow my man D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, And you can read my articles in the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com.
0: Keith, thanks so much as always. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks, man.
1: Deuces. Peace. I couldn't get it out. (laughs) Let me do it again. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs)